0: Hello and welcome to the Villa Park Podcast, it's me, Rich, and I'm here with the returning Martin Leonard, Leonard or Marto Leonardo, and he's just come in, finished his tea, I'll give him 30 seconds, Katie right? KTAVFC, how are you doing?
1: Mate, let's go, let's go, let's talk about Villa.
0: Let's talk about <laughs> Villa. Martin, how are you doing, my friend? Good to see you back. Yeah,
2: yeah. <clears throat> oh, cheers. Voice nearly gone.
0: <laughs> uh, well you see yeah. you out of practice you see out of practice
2: out of, out of practice is right uh now all good feedback uh good very free times down on my hands so podcast galore
0: great stuff mate great stuff and uh, yeah thanks for everyone joining us um don't forget please do hit that like button help us spread the word of the channel if you haven't yet please do subscribe to the channel lads we're at 1049 so we could, we could get over that 1,050 mark today. And also, as you we said on the last pod, our last live show, we do have the option for Super Chats. It's a little dollar sign. If you want to click that button, donate to the channel. It really helps us to grow and do lots of shows. As like, like the Talking Tactics show, we've got one or two little ideas yeah. for some extra shows coming up soon. So yeah, all that goes straight back into the channel to help us uh, continue to produce content. Lads, comments coming in already. Lee's joining us. Come on, me babbies. Absolutely, mate. Alfie's in the house. Evening all. T1's here. Hey, Kev, Rich, and Marty.
1: Uh, Rachel
0: is here. Hi, Rachel. Deontay is here. Hope everyone is well. Hope you are well. And T1's saying hello to Rachel. Um, Sisters in arms, of course. So, um... Sorry, Rich, just
2: before you go on, uh, funny enough, one of the subscribers is actually my foreman from work oh brilliant he's he's, he's an aston villa fan and he's because i've seen him wearing the jumper and i was like do you spot aston villa or is that just a top you just have just for sake of wearing it and he goes no no i support aston villa and he said he watches a few podcasts and i said i said do you watch our one by any chance and he goes no 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 what's it called and he goes yeah, villa park pod so he was looking up and literally found it subscribed to it and literally the one video we clicked on and I swear to God, it was me with a big scruffy beard, the scruffy head of me. <laughs> and he's looking at it going, You're putting yourself on screen like this. <laughs> um, and we had a good laugh. So I hope he's watching tonight. I'm a bit more Hopefully. clean shaven now, Gavin, and a bit more hair is slightly more down.
0: Good stuff. Well, Gavin, it's great to have you on board. And as with everybody else, and my dad actually messaged me the other day, he's on holiday in St. Lucia. And he met a Villa fan, and he was like, "What's what's your podcast? Oh, he's going to subscribe to it." So we got a nice we've got one. another Saint Lucian. I don't know if they're on holiday or if they're from there, but we've got them involved in the in the subscribing as well. So let's get onto let's get onto matters as Aston Villa. Um, Kev, I'll come to you first. Um, West Ham on Sunday. Um, what are your general thoughts mate because we, we're going to go into stats we're going to go into all that but general thoughts coming into the game for Saturday for Sunday sorry well my
1: general thoughts are is that Aston Villa normally lose games like this that they should win because you know they're struggling at the bottom of the league their managers managed under intense pressure we weren't sure whether he was going to hang on obviously even for this for this game but I think he's been given up maybe what one more game because obviously Obviously, under Gerard, I think there was a similar result we had where backs were really against the wall for Gerard and he beat Southampton and it mm. kept, I mean, just in the job a bit longer. Um, you know, and beating Forest for them obviously was a bit more than a one-nil win. It was it was a quite convincing win, although Forest are terrible on the road. To then lose four-nil the game afterwards is you know, is pretty stark for them. So really Villa won the last two, keeping a bit more of a, of a tighter ship at the back. We've proven we can score goals because we're the only Premier League team to have scored in every game in 2023. So you'd fancy us to score and he's tied at the back and they're struggling and we've got aspirations to kick on. So I'm actually feeling quite positive about it. My, my
0: worry is, is obviously Kamara. Yeah, yeah. We'll come on to that in a bit when we talk through your lineups and, you know, we'll get into discussion on who who replaces him. But... Just just again with you, Martin. <clears throat> obviously we did you weren't on in the, the Palace uh Palace reaction, but obviously we, we got the win there. Um not the not the best of games, but like, as Kev says, we with two wins on the bounce. You know, are you fairly confident we could make it three on the bounce?
2: Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean we've what what did we do? We won three away games in a row, which was probably something unheard of from Aston yeah. Villa for a while. Uh so I don't see why we can't make it three wins in a row you know it's against sorry it's against a team that's really there for the taking so i don't see any issues as to why but at the same time i'm in agreement with kevin we normally lose these games when we should win so it's 50 50 and west ham and villa doesn't matter how bad one team have been or how good one team has been this is a fixture that's always been a tricky fixture even for a neutral yeah. if you're getting going to the bookies I'm not touching this game. This picture is always dodgy. So I don't know how I feel about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they Deontay said they won 2-0 tonight in the Conference League. I think they were in Iannapa. So I think their fans have had a good time over there. Um <laughs> I don't know whether it's like it's obviously not, not it's a season at the moment, but they'd have uh, they'd have enjoyed it anyway. I think that takes you back to your uh, repin days, Kev.
1: Yeah, I never I never did in um, mate. It's just more um, the Greek island speed, but yeah, imagine that like I mean, I, I think you'd love what you'd love a trip to Larnaca, like in the early rounds, a lot. You know, like the June when you're back in June, July. In pub, <laughs> yeah. Same, same. Listen, I just got um got I got a long weekend in in Ayia coming up. Hold tight. Yeah,
0: but yeah. it's, it's it's football related. You tell the missus it's for the Definitely villa. It's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously West Ham. Um, we yeah, you you alluded to it, and like I say, we will get into the stats shortly, but it's not a real happy hunting ground for us. And, and I guess it's it's sometimes been the way that they've played, Kev, in terms of, you know, that physicality, um, kind of catch us on the break, let us have the ball. Declan Rice usually plays well against us. Sucek has usually played well. But he's not in great form this season. But, yeah, they're, they're a team that really fr- has frustrated Villa. And they've also got a certain striker um, that may come back to haunt us. Well, he didn't play tonight. He stayed on the bench all night. So maybe they rested him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Although, exactly. Yeah, although, if I was Villa, they're, they're desperate for a striker. If I would have had some kind of clause in there saying, listen, unless, unless it's illegal to have it for a permanent transfer, there's we'll some more selling to you, but you weren't playing them against us. like Because it would hmm. just be classic, wouldn't it? Um. Yeah, listen, they are a team over the years that we have struggled, struggled with. I mean, I think we've had some pretty you know disappoint I remember there was a I think we had a draw in the prem earlier when we were in the prem when I think they were down to 10 men and we couldn't beat them I think it was a 0-0 draw obviously yeah. um we've had this season West Ham have only won one away game all season and you guessed it folks it was at Villa Park um <laughs> 1-0 with a spawning goal I've got memories of I think it might have been first or second season back in the prem when do you remember when Watkins should have had a penalty and was robbed with an offside goal. So if it wasn't mm. off if it
0: was offside. Yeah, I care. remember that was when Green scored that that really good goal as well.
1: Yeah, it yeah. was. And we, I think we ended up losing the game. And it was yeah. one of those games you were like, how the hell did we lose? We were at our swashbuckling best that, that night. It was kind of reminiscent yeah. of the Arsenal away performance, creating a lot of chances. So we've not really got much of a good record against them in the in the pre- And you mentioned it, mate, the physicality you've had the Suchet, you've had uh Ku you've had Declan Rice, Antonio they seem to have kind of done a bit of a number on us, really. You know, the centre halves always seem to be quite physical, Um, which is why I do think there's an obvious choice if he's if he's available for a for a Den Dunker or you know, worst case scenario, come out, uh, Chambers to come in because at least it might nullify some of their physicality. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just on that point, uh, Martin, about Danny Ings, um, is it is it one of them where? Well, it, I think it's I think Villa Stato said, mentioned something like he'd be. I don't know if it's like one of the first players or first player in, in, in sort of in common with Aston Villa who would have both scored for Villa and against Villa in the same season but yeah it's one of them isn't it where it's almost bound to happen isn't it Mark?
2: It would be very typical indeed Uh but I really hope it
1: doesn't happen. <laughs> because well, he got, got two against
0: Forest, didn't he? He got two against Forest. He got two against Forest. yeah. Who did they did they lose did they lose their last game?
2: Yeah, they lost four 0 then to Brighton. So oh, that's right. yes. Yes. They, yeah. they smacked Forest 4-0 and then got smacked 4-0. So they just came back to the middle. Uh but I really don't want Danny Ings to score. And I like things. I first time in it, and I did. But from a villa standpoint, Fuck him. I hope he doesn't score or get a shot on target. Hell, I hope he stays on the bench. I don't want him near, anywhere near that football pitch because I know he's going to – if he gets a sniff because he knows what way Con's is going to play, he knows what way Mings is going to play, he'll know how to run off the shoulder and do whatever. And then he might just dink Martinez. And I have a feeling that's going to be this typical finish if we do concede. Danny Ings will score. And then, like you said, he'd be probably the first player – in the Premier League to score for villa and against villa in the same season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really the mark of an inconsistent team isn't it to of a wildly inconsistent team not to lose one week win the next week but to win 4-0 and then to lose 4-0 in consecutive weeks. And we did it because we beat Brentford 4-0 the we week did. after and uh, we lost
2: Newcastle 4-0 yeah. Newcastle
1: yeah. 4-0 so and that 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 really sums up I guess where where we were at the time obviously under Emery. And that's what I think West Ham fans will be thinking is, hang on a minute, you know, you can get a manager in and start to get a bit more consistency. So the other thing I was going to say about this game is we've got a team here that, yeah, they've beat Larnaca tonight. Us three us three, and Tiwan and Rachel have beat Larnaca like combined. You know, they're not, they're not much cup, are they? I've um, br- I don't really think Rachel and Tiwan
0: will be a, a, a formidable front line, though, like enough to frighten any opposition, I guarantee, oh, guarantee. No yeah. doubt about that. They'll be absolutely rapid pace and great, great finishing
1: prowess. Um, but, you know, it, they're expected to win that game. They're not, They're not. you know, a, a top side, are they, Lana? So you've got a situation where, yeah, they might have a bit of confidence from that. But at home, by all accounts, i have been playing not great at all. The fans are getting on the backs quite a bit. And Villa should really be capitalising on that. It's the mark of a good team, a confident team. Mm. It's, you know, it's like anything. You spot a bit of weakness in an opponent and you play on that. And that's what we need to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kev, is there any other player or player or players in the West Ham team that you'd be fairly co- concerned about because oh, this is famous last words but you know one or two of their players haven't really hit the heights that they that they should have done and I don't really see too many in their team that would really frighten me at the moment.
1: No, I think they've got They've obviously made, they've spent a fair bit of cash. You know, they've yeah. obviously got some decent players. in. I don't think, you know, famous last words, we might say this, but I don't think the likes of, of Paquetta have really done much. I don't think really Ben Rama, since he's been there, has done much. Bowen's not had the same level of form he had, obviously, the previous season when he got himself the England squad. Um, Rice is an absolutely great player, but I don't think he's been, again, probably quite as good, you know, as he has been in the past. Um, they don't seem to have the same kind of threat, you know, from the centre-halves, who always used, always used to pop up with a goal. And Antonio has been really struggling and the fans are really on his back as well. So I think that they're just... You know what I thought about West Ham last year? A little bit, not quite the same, but a little bit like Man United and Newcastle this season, with, who are probably overachieving based on where they were previously. West Ham, after, you know, nearly going getting relegated with us, you know, not, not long, long ago, to be knocking on the door of, of your, of obviously top four... Um, to get to a European semi-final. That was a massive overachievement. And mm. when momentum's with you, when you get a bit of a siege mentality, they were, it, it was great to watch them, actually. And there was these players playing out of their skin and massively overperforming. A classic scenario happens, it drops off. You know, a couple of players not jetting that have been brought in as new signings. And some of those players that were well, maybe above a level that they've played previously have dropped off as well. And that combined, obviously, with more easy's, Maybe tightening up things a little bit, not being that 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 offensive. Look where they are now. They're struggling. Yeah. They're yeah. I think mm. too, I think they're too good to go, but we're getting on towards April now, lads. So.
0: Yeah, the pressure's definitely on. Um, Rachel's commented there. Um stats are against us with this one. West Ham won today as well. Possible confidence boost for them. Um one has just come back there. Stats have shown that they do not normally do well when they win in Europe and play in the uh playing the EPL afterwards. Um, and then John has put the, the only team West Ham have beaten after the European game this season is Villa. Um, so yeah, as you are just echoing your point point. Um, and then Rich says, uh, yes, chap. So thanks hmm. for joining us, Rich. Um, on to Villa. Um, Martin, in terms of us after, after, you know, after beating Everton, after beating Palace, Um, facing West Ham we've all said they're a team that we should be looking to beat Um, certainly if we want to kind of put a run together and get up the table instead of kind of staying in this eternal position of 11th but how would you approach it if you were Emery?
2: With caution Mm. Uh, and the reason I say that is due to the physicality and the counter-attacking game that West Ham normally employ but as history, brief history has shown that Emery likes to does be cautious away. He tightens things up at the back. We don't necessarily have a higher press in Villa Park than we do away from home, so we drop that a little bit deeper and try to catch teams on the counter. So I can kind of see West Ham enjoying a bit more possession, but then us making use of our possession better than what West Ham will. So he will approach this one with caution, with care, knowing that the physicality that they've got and just trying not to concede any, you know, silly free kicks from set pieces, from center halves, corners. So I think he'll approach it with caution and try to set up on the counter against West Ham, which is a very difficult thing to do. But I believe yeah. in Emery and I hope he can do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Kev, would you echo the points Martin may, or would you would you be like Emery, go go at him from the off?
1: I don't think that's that's been his, his uh, modus operandi no. on the road at all. And we've, you know, we, we talk about it, but again, let's mention it because it might change soon. You know, twelve points out of fifteen on the road. It, in fact, I was, I was chatting to someone earlier. I I wouldn't say we won four games in the road out of five. We won four and a half games out of five, haven't we? Because we won that second half against Manchester. We Man did. Take. We did. Yeah, yeah. Take taking... Duran
0: had that shot hit the bar. Exactly. It was... Came and did really well. Yeah. And I still
2: say if that went in, that was Villa's goal of the month.
0: Yeah,
1: game. Oh, you know, goal of the season! If i had have gone in, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, but in all of those games uh, that we've won, it's not been swashbuckling in football. It's not been at all. You know, we we've grown out results. It's been a bit turgid at times. We've, but we fought fire with fire, and we've taken our opportunities. So I can't see any different different than that. Um, the thing I'm hoping is, I mean, I know obviously Everton were in dire straits, but they did have the bounce of two wins in a row under Dosh at home. So they were probably a bit more fancied than they have been at any point in that season after winning two games in a row. West Ham, feasibly, if Leeds and Everton win on Saturday, could be in the bottom three by the time they play us. And that would be absolutely, pressure, absolutely pressure, massive. Right? And Leeds and Everton, I'm not saying they're easy games they've got, but Everton have got Brentford at home and Leeds have got Brighton at home. So it's not like they're away at Man City. There's a chance they could be. Even a draw you know, might get them level, on, level in the bottom three. And that... That brings a level of pressure that you haven't really seen them rise this season and massive other mm. than that forest game and bring in like phenomenal performances so um it's a big opportunity for us big, and with particularly with bournemouth the
0: week after yeah yeah absolutely, absolutely. The
1: week afterwards as well
0: yeah exactly it'd be great to get you know oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves but it'd be great to to finish up with a, a brilliant run going into the international break, so yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, Timon says she's confident in Emery to have a plan just for the team to execute. Absolutely, and he he does tend to have specific plans, particularly for away games, which is good. Um, we're going to get your teams, your predicted teams, up, lads, because obviously that question on everyone's lips is, you know, well, how do we replace uh, Kamara? Not not that we can really. Um, so you guys get your. Get your um, predicted 11s in the comments. I'll read them out and kind of your thoughts on who should who should come in to replace Kamara. Obviously, did the body more bulletin the other day. If ha- anyone hasn't seen that, please do check it out. Just a quick run round up, but talked about McGinnin <coughs> McGinn there, Callum Chambers in there, um, or um, or Dendonka coming in. Obviously, he missed the Palace game. And then, you know, I don't know, does he does he draft in Arjun Reiki? Someone like that. I've, I've heard echoes of him training with the first team now and being being fast tracked through so you know maybe he could be put in the squad but yeah before we get your teams up martin i'll come to you first just specifically mm-hmm. on the kamara issue he, he is irreplaceable but what 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 would you do like without giving too much away specifically with your team what how would you approach it uh
2: it's difficult considering that he's gone for the second time now. Uh, I'd, I'd have, I have, I really don't know what I do. because like, it's just,
0: <laughs> it's so difficult, isn't it? Yeah,
2: I'm just thinking here, and I'm got, I'm trying, and then every time I'm thinking, I'm going off to another planet. Like, oh, oh, oh this is what I was on about again. Actually, no, hang on, back to Kamara. Uh, now, it's I just can't think of anything, and the only thing I can think of, I'll explain it when I see the lineup.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's 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 get let's get yours up um, in terms of lineup. So, yeah, talk talk us through now. There's a there's a there's one on the left. I don't know if Coutinho is going to be fit, mate, but I know he's been training. Um, hmm. But yeah, talk us through it. Talk us through your team.
2: Well, I went with McGinn in the six, and I know a lot of people would probably hate me for, it, especially Sam. Uh, but I just think he's probably the most natural one to go there because, as we know, Louise and Ramsey further up has really been effective this season under Emery. So I think maybe dropping him again there might work a little bit better under Emery because we play from out the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Coutinho kind of racing for fitness, but I think he might just about get a start considering... I just don't want Leon Bailey anywhere near this team. So Kevin, hallelujah to you, my friend. Uh <laughs> and then the back four, I think, picked itself at the moment. Cash has been on pretty good form. Uh Konza and Mings looking well. Martinez is Martinez. And I think moreno has done enough to warrant himself a starting place again. Watkins in great form and Buendia. I know a lot of people probably say you know, Bendy is kind of 50-50, but I really like him. I think he creates a lot of chances and sometimes our strikers don't score them, or sometimes they do, but I think Bundy is just too good to be on the bench at the moment I think he does need to be playing, especially in a game like this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, fingers crossed. Like I say, I know news was that Carlos was back sprinting and, you know, kind of getting up to... For, bigger, better intensity. And yeah, I think was light training towards the start of the week, whether that's built up to kind of full training by the end of the week, we hope, because I think, yeah, I do, I do agree. You could, you could have a big, a bigger impact, particularly ball retention with obviously um, Kamara being out. Um, Kev, let's, let's take a look at your team, mate. Um, Sure. Talk us through.
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident with them saying, you know, three to four weeks out to Coutinho, a month out, that he's not, that probably would be a bit too soon for him. So, um, yeah, I've gone for the, I think I agree, Mark, the back the back four at the moment, I wouldn't be changing out. I think Moreno did, has done pretty well when he's come in. I think Cash has been back to his best, better form. with probably second to McGuinney, my man of the match, uh, in in obviously the last game. So, Mings, Konza, Martinez until Carlos is fit. I don't think there's, there's a question over the centre-half, so that's easy enough. I wouldn't have him again anywhere near that number six role. I think he's he's played his best football in the last couple of years when he's been further forward for Scotland. And he's played his best football for us uh, since his injury term when he's been a bit further forward as well. Admittedly, it hasn't uh, you know translated into goals and assists more too much you know in terms of goals just yet and assists just yet. But he did an interview in the week where he thinks he's getting closer and closer. He's feeling more confident. So I would leave him where he is. Um, I think with Coutinho out and with Bailey... Still doing pretty well at Basin Spoke Town. I'd um, have um Buendia there as well. And then it for me it would be um Louise obviously needs to play. Ramsey, I think his uh, his energy will be will be needed. And I think I'll have Den in there. Now, if Den not fit, and there's been talk of that
0: he's not been seen in training. Um, I think um Rachel um yeah I'll work. go through yeah, I'll jump through comments in a minute, but yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It's uh it's one that's uh, they're keeping very, very, very tight-lipped on it, aren't they?
1: I wonder mm. if something else is going on, because it said it was a personal issue Uh that I heard the other day. So maybe some kind of family situation going on, maybe some, some with him, you know, maybe he's got, he may be struggling, who knows, who knows what's going on in this day and age, you never know, do you? So whatever it is, obviously, wish him wish all the best. Um, it would be a good game for him to come in from a physicality perspective, and he's been brought in as a, as, as a defensive midfielder. If he's not available, then Donker, then... I think the only option can be Chambers, and I do think Chambers wasn't as bad as everyone said he was when he came on. I think he, I know, he's obviously decent. On I the thought ball.
0: he, I thought he grew into the game. I thought a few yeah. of his passes were a little bit like too heavy, but sometimes that can happen with players. And you know, I think he was. I think the intent, the intent was there. He wanted to get on the ball and he wanted to get us moving forward, which mm. was, which yeah. was quite good. And we, we commented last season, Kev, when we were at the Crystal Palace, game together that. If anyone was the the most comfortable on the ball out of those defenders, it was Callum Chambers and putting him into that midfield area. He's not bad with the ball at his feet and he's not a bad, he's quite quick, you know, that getting the ball into feet and passing it, getting the ball into feet and passing it. And that's something that we've, you know, always commented on the likes of Conza and and Mings of not being quite quick enough at at sort of killing the ball and then releasing it. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it if he was there.
1: Um, it, if it's not him and oh my god, if it's not Dendonka, or it's not Chambers or it's not McGinn, then you, you're really looking at a left field option, whether yeah. that's as you said, an Arjun Reiki, whether that's um, well, Alfie's Reece put Ashley Young uh for 60 minutes in there. Well, I I mean, if you think about someone of his ability, I mean, he's he, he's moved from obviously a winger to, to be a defender in, in his time, so. I think he's still got decent energy levels. I
0: think he probably could do a job, but I'd be surprised if he got in there ahead yeah, of Yeah. Yeah. Dendonka. It'd be a tough one. I think I like, not it's not ironic at all, but I think luckily, actually, probably more luckily, a game like West Ham isn't a bad game for a Chambers or a Dendonka, particularly yeah. with their midfield. You know, with a Deccan Rice or a Thomas Suchek, you know, Rice could get about the pitch, obviously, but height wise, Dendonka and, and Chambers are similar. And obviously, speed wise, Suchek's not the quickest. So, and mm-hmm. Dendonka's is not the quickest, so it's not really gonna gonna affect them. And obviously, Chambers isn't the quickest either. So, from that perspective, it's not a huge, huge loss because yeah. you know our ball players going forward, you know, Bwende or Ramsey or whatever, they'll be kind of, you know, um, it, it wouldn't be a bad foil if they've got like a Chambers or a Dendonka to kind of sit in front, sit behind. Lads, them.
2: lads, I've got it. We just recall him from QPR and let him play against West Ham.
0: Yeah, but I mean, words words are he hasn't been playing particularly well, and yeah. also he's been playing in a bit more of a more advanced role for West Ham. Now that might be just because he's one of the best players on the ball at the club, and he, they want to get him in areas where he can hurt them. But and, and and also I don't know what the I don't know what the kind of deal is with with us being able to recall him. So look, I guess the the option would have been presented to Emery in January, and he didn't exercise it. So.
1: Yeah, he's
0: there at the end of the season now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But a good player nonetheless. Um Rod says, it's great, everyone, including the players, he's confident in Emery. Cash was another one mentioned it the other day. That's got to be a boost for the players. The gaffer knows what he's doing. Um T1 agrees with you, Kev. I like how Chambers looked. I'm not sure why people were saying he didn't play well. I see him playing as Emery trusts him as well. Um Rich says i'd leave mcgin where he is playing a narrow tent and then donker in for kamara um rachel yeah comments there haven't seen any pictures of then Duncan training so imagines it will be chambers rod says ashley young why not he can play anywhere else yeah uh timon saying coutinho is injured uh michael uh, is in the house good evening michael uh thank you for joining us um Rachel's commenting. Can I say how much Mourinho and John Duran are speaking positively about Villa on social media? Yeah, it's it's really nice to see and good to see them settling in well and making obviously friends and massive part of it's off the off the pitch as well to make them play well on the pitch. McGinn playing four, we got the penalty and assisted Ben Wendier in that Everton yeah, game. Yeah. Absolutely bang on yeah. He did. Um, Tywin seems to think um it was his wife might be pregnant or something with regards to Leander. So hopefully she's well um yeah rich I think the team needs to play a bit quicker definitely that was that was one of the things we were saying with regards to uh, the crystal Palace game It'd be nice it was it's nice the ball playing and you know obviously villa tweeted the, the move for the goal and there was a couple of other moves for 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 watkins' his chance but it's not necessarily like the the, the passing that, that that's bad and those moves are great and you know also that's not the type of football that you everyone says that they want to see that football all the time, but sometimes balls down the channel, sometimes longer balls into feet and into the chest are good. Like it's about mixing it up, isn't it? It's not just about playing that perfect way of playing football all the time. You've got to be able to adapt to different situations in different games and be able to have weapons that, you know, if you've got pacing behind, use it. If you've got um, a big player, a big target man up front, then use them. Like, It's not just all about kind of playing it across the back and trying to score that perfect goal, is it, Kev? No, definitely not. And we've not really
1: varied it enough. I I guess Duran on the pitch gives you you an option, doesn't it, in terms of playing it a bit longer, but it seems to really be a, a replacement for Watkins so far rather than working with him. And we do faff around with it at the back, but, of course, you look at the goal we scored. Admittedly, it wasn't one of our players that scored it, but it was an absolute perfect example of what Emery's trying to do wasn't it it was just brilliant from goalkeeper you know cut through midfield great ball beyond the back of the fence very similar pass to the one for the Coutinho goal against Arsenal where it's played in obviously in the back again and and Wendy had dummied it but you can't be that predictable all the time and there is going to be times when you are in a bit of trouble you need to get that ball up a bit faster as Michael says there and try and play into someone's body, try and you know, build around build build around Watkins holding it up. Yeah. Uh, you need plenty of runners if you're doing that, plenty of support, so you need plenty of energy in your team. And that's why I think the likes of a, a and a Ramsey can, can, can help in, in that situation as well. But if you become predictable as a team, then you get worked out really easily, which is also why us not really being a massive threat in terms of set pieces does limit our opportunities. Because let's be clear, there are some teams that only really get an opportunity to score from set pieces if you're not great. So, if we could add that to our game as well, add a bit more, slightly longer ball when we need to. Not a long ball game, I may make it clear. Just have a few more, few more assets and a bit,
0: bit more of a bit more of an artillery agreed agreed and someone like a chambers or a dendonka in the side obviously adds to that height factor as well and that's good in both boxes particularly against the west ham side yeah. and another player who would potentially add to that height factor uh martin is is uh as richard said john duran he'd love to see him get some minutes now mm. would you think that this could be a game that suits a john mm. duran i don't think to start but certainly to come on and, and make an impact
2: yeah I agree there. No, not to start, but, geez, my voice is gone. Really, podcast crap has been shy, hasn't it? <laughs> no, uh, no, definitely not to start, but um coming on, I think he should get at least, like, 30 minutes. Like, you know, that, that's definitely a lot more than probably what he was getting. Like, he was getting cameo rolls of, like, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, an 8-minute. So, yeah. like, a good... Good few thirty minutes under his belt, probably taking Coutinho off after an hour and having him and Watkins up top just for one target man and have Watkins trying to peel off him. So I think this is definitely a good game for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and again, again, some some of that physicality, you know, take against a team like West Ham could could really help. But you know, depends depends how the game's going, of course, but. Yeah, I think set pieces. I think West Ham are going to try and target us, um, and um, yeah, we we need to be we need to be on our game. And your favourite man, Kev Austin McPhee, needs to I think needs to brush up on the uh, on the West Ham set pieces.
1: Huh. Well, rumor has it that Basingstoke are after a set piece person. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Leon's got a good word in. Are we that the, the, we their feeder club? Are we?
1: we are. we've become Basingstoke Towns. Well, no wonder the top of the league with our quality. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, he, um, he, this 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 is a game when when we know how it's not going to be as easy as sometimes I think we hope it's going to be. We know that.
0: No, I've got, oh, it never is at West. Never ever is. They're no. not a bad no. side. They're not. They are just. They're just not playing well. Obviously, they've won four 0 lost four 0 but generally their games have been pretty tight and. They're a team that if they get the lead, they're very, very, very difficult to break down as we've, as we've faced many times over the last few years.
1: Yeah, so we've, we've really got to be in a situation where it, it could be fine margins. It could, it could be working out their set-piece routines and making sure you, you keep, keep a clean sheet and then you nick one on the break. That could be the difference. But if yeah. get but,
2: but look how we have a set-piece coach and yet we've conceded probably the most goals from corners.
0: Exactly. Exactly, it's uh, and they've all—they've not really been, you know, there's not really been a. Spe- uh, obviously, there's been a couple of goals that have been similar, but it's like I don't know, there's been like sloppy marking or not being ready quick enough or players not winning headers or being muscled out of it. There's been there's been so many different. Like types of goals that we've conceded, offset pieces. That's made it really frustrating. But yeah. I think I guess the, the the encouraging thing is Crystal Palace are quite a physical side. Everton are quite a physical side, and we kept clean sheets against them. So in that sense, we've 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 not done too badly in those last two games. So yeah, fingers crossed it it continues to it continues that way. Um, a couple more comments coming in. Um, Rich says, just think we play ourselves into trouble sometimes when the ball over the top is on. I totally agree. Um, We need to improve at it, says Rod. uh, So did Man City at the start. Yep, definitely. And Duncan said, West Ham are a bit of a bogey, but we can win this one with our away form and their poor general form. Absolutely. So I'm just going to go into the stats. I'm going to get the screen uh, shared. So as I'm doing that, guys, please do, like I say, leave a like on this video. Help us spread the word of the show and of the channel. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe um, just to help us grow the channel. And if you do feel inclined, hit that Super Chat button um, and uh, help donate to the show. Anything is amazing and we really do appreciate it. So looking at the stats here, um, head to heads, we've played 47 times in the Premier League, even on, fairly even on wins. So 14 total wins for West Ham, 13 for Villa. Um, we've won nine at home, they've won eight. Um, they've won six away, and we've won for only four times away from home. And there's been 20 draws, so yeah, a fair, a fair fairly high percentage of draws in this game. Um, obviously, recent meetings: um, Villa nil, West Ham one earlier on this season. Deflected goal from uh, four They're only away win of the season, as you said, Kevin. Um, last season, um, they beat us two one. That was when we ran a bit of a decent run actually. We'd won three in a row. Went there and lost two one, lost four um, one earlier on that season. Um, I think that was under Smith, still was it? Um yeah. And then before that, in the lockdown, we we lost three one at Villa Park and lost two one um, again at the London Stadium. So, guys, <laughs> it's not looking great. You know, that's five games.
1: Yeah. Fuck, I'm- uh, I think I think that history um, really doesn't mean too much uh, at the weekend. I think more the weekend it'll be tough because they're fighting for they fighting for their life survival now, aren't they? So, but I don't think the, the recent form really plays much into it. Really, um, yeah. it's, it's ominous if you look at it from from a uh, you know if you try and if you try and use it as a bit of a forecast based on based on obviously pre- previous yeah. previous fixtures. But no, I don't
0: think they will be going into it, into it with with a huge amount of confidence in the Premier League. No, no. And then obviously, fairly long trip back and playing Sunday early-ish, two o'clock. You never know. Could be some tiredness in the legs. And then last five games, um, in terms of the the recent form in the Premier League, obviously for us, three defeats followed by two back-to-back wins and clean sheets, which is good for us. Um, So six points from the last five there on um, two draws, a defeat. A win against Forest, and a heavy loss against Brighton. So one-one and drawn two of the last five. Um, so five points from their last five games. Um, so yeah, fairly mixed for both teams. Obviously, us on a on a bit of a high coming off solid wins, then um, off the back of a 4 0 So yeah, going to be going to be a, a tricky game. Like you say, Kev, I, d- I don't know if we can read too much into these, but. Certainly, we're coming into it in the better form. Obviously, we're in 11th position, which we which we seem destined for. They're in 16th. We've won 10 games this season. They've won six, we We've drawn five for West Ham. We've drawn four. We've lost 11. They've lost 14. They're averaging less than a goal per game. We're averaging now just a, a pretty much one and a quarter goals per game. So that's going up steadily. We do concede more than them, though, at the moment. So, um, yeah, probably going to be a tight game which we create a slightly more chances per game than them. And we've also had more clean sheets. So, hmm. yeah, all in all, should should definitely be a game that we're going to win, whether we should win, but also, um, you know, a, a tough game nonetheless, Kev. Yeah, it will be a tough game. And I know that
1: that recent form guy makes it look like, what well, they've got five points and we've got six points. Is that right in terms of the last five? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, let's be clear, I know like we've all got to play tough teams, you know, in the league since the turn of the year, we've obviously, uh, we beat Spurs on New Year's Day, great away win, we had a draw against actually a very good Wolves team on the day at home, then we beat Leeds at home, then we beat Southampton away, then we obviously had that spell where we lost 4-2 two, two games in a row and that was sandwiching a, a defeat away at Man City and then we won the last two again so I'd say when you're playing the top two teams in the league other than the Leicester aberration you know and they were uh, they had a little bit of an upturn before we've, we've been in great form in the league we've been grinding results out consistently yeah you know we've not yeah. lost before that three game spell where you know fine we, it was Liverpool on Boxing Day was it so You know, we are we're not that 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 recent that recent five games, you know, when you're playing Man City and Arsenal fighting out for the top of the league, he's um I think that might have been different potentially against against others.
0: Agreed, agreed. Um a couple of um score predictions coming in already. Guys, get your score predictions in. Lads, I'm gonna ask you for yours shortly. But really, (laughs) really nice comment here from Michael. He just wants to say that thank you for your our work on this channel. And we don't we not only inform but we also educate. Mate, that is great to hear and thank you so much for the support. Thanks, Michael.
1: Shame sh- sh- we don't entertain though, unfortunately. I'm joking. <laughs> <Evan>. <laughs> <laughs> really
0: joking. Um, Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. But uh yeah, it's great, great to have your support, mate. Thank you so much. Um so yes, yeah, scores, get your score predictions in, people. Um we'll get them we'll get them read out. Um I think Richard said here he's got total confidence in Emery, a tactical masterclass, and a one nil what and a goal from Watkins, which would be Ooh. great. Martin, I will come to you first. What do you um, think the scoreline is going to be this Sunday? 2-1 Villa. 2-1 uh, Villa, nice. Who's scoring? Watkins. And Louise. Oh, okay. okay. I like that. I like that. Not from a who's corner, scored, now before who's, even scoring, starts. who's scoring for West Ham? Come on. Uh, I it. <laughs> Danny Ings. <laughs> you tried your hardest to say. I did. I, I was to trying to you. find somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rachel says, Do you agree with you, mate? 2 1 Villa. Uh, Tom joining us says Villa to win 2 0. Deontay says 1-1. One, one. Um, is, Nick...
2: is that the same Tom Murhead that I probably met in the Sacred Heart Club? He's living in Birmingham most of his life, but he's actually from Monaghan.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, if yeah, it is, if, let us if, know if, in the comments.
2: If, if it is what I'm thinking of, Tom, just let me know if I'm right.
0: Yeah, Good stuff. Uh, Nick says last couple of get uh, seasons We've been the better team at West Ham But haven't got the result Hoping we can beat them this time And he says West Ham 2 Aston Villa 3 That would be a hell of a game That's one of the classical results or something Yeah Uh, Kev what about you mate What are you saying It's going to be Aston Villa uh, Going to the
1: London Stadium And getting a 3-0 away win And putting the final nail In David Moyes' coffin The final nail in his coffin yeah, and it's gonna be a brace from McGinn and a goal from Watkins. You had it here first. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, so no no
0: Danny Ings to haunt us then. No. Yeah. Danny Ings is gonna to, gonna to
1: miscontrol one and McGinn's gonna do a marauding run. Smash Love on then. him. For 20 yards. No one yeah, I listen, we we we've got to strike strike while the iron is hot. They are struggling. They know that we know also we haven't spoken about this yet. The way they are in the league and the pressure they're under, we get an early goal. That crowd Fans aren't going to
2: turn. Yeah, yeah crowd's going to
1: yeah. turn
0: on very quickly. Yeah, He'll go for it. Yeah. Michael says 2 1 Villa. Um, Robert says 3 1 to Villa. Uh, and yeah, Nick says 3 2. T1 is seeing 2 0 Villa. So very confident, very confident. Everyone's saying a winner apart from Deontay, who says a draw. And Tom says, yes, it is him. Um, confirming there with you, uh, Martin. And uh, Rich is happy with your prediction. Prediction, Kev. Yes, um, I'm gonna say. Uh, duh, 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 duh. I'm gonna say two nil as well. Yeah, I think we're gonna win two nil. I think again another clean sheet. As I, as everyone's echoed, I, I don't see us. I don't see them causing us major problems. And I think as we've said before, Emery sets up so well away from home in terms of fr- frustrating the opposition and. Whitening down that crowd and having a specific tactic to beat them. The only, like, I say, the only thing that can get in our way is, is that possession side that Kamara offers, that calmness on the ball. But we might even, we might even try and go back to front a little bit quicker this time round, um, which might suit us. So yeah, I'm going to say two nil and a goal in each half. And I'm going to say Watkins, yes, and I think McGinn will get on the score sheet this time as, as he's, I think he's itching for a goal. So. Um- the thing I was going
1: to say as well is obviously we would like to go into the international break um, unbeaten and getting four wins in a row. And it would be fantastic in terms of that, you know, keeping that momentum going. But also if we did beat West Ham with that home game against uh, Bournemouth coming before the international break, we've got a chance to be on 40 points and 40 points is quite a significant points total in the Premier League. If we could be on yeah. that uh, in March, that is a real opportunity to kick on to be getting, you know, in the fifties, hopefully. So I think it's, um, it's going to be big, and I think Emery will know that. You know, I think we we all feel we're pretty safe from relegation. We're seven points clear of 12th spot. We'd, we'd need a hell of a lot of teams that aren't great this season to overtake us. So I think, I think we're past that now. But if you want to start looking upwards
0: properly, then you need to take opportunities to beat teams like this. 100%. Um, also, it's a double Villa-West Ham weekend. Because yep. Villa Women are playing against away against West Ham as well, and Ooh. the last couple of weeks has been a, Is that on uh, the same day or
2: is that two different days? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Three o'clock kickoff. So Ooh, Villa's nice. is two o'clock. West Ham's is uh, uh Villa Women is three o'clock. Um, it's a shame really that it, well, it's not kind of staggered to help with attendances. I don't know how close they play at Dagenham, so I don't know how close that is. But anyway, yeah, mm. Villa Women play. They obviously got a great win the other day. Uh, against Everton 2-0 um, oh, yeah. cementing their place in fifth position in the league and um, the last couple of weeks has been i think like a triple triple whammy for villa like the the first team have won the women have won and the and the under 21s have won so it would be amazing if they could get a a double in uh, in in the capital against west ham don't forget nice as well which,
1: um, don't forget um, in the fa cup fifth rounds well, they beat west ham on penalties for the villa women Seven six. Yes. Seven yes. Six away at West Ham. So uh, last time they were there, they got they
0: got a victory on the day. Absolutely, absolutely. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Rich says um it'd be good for the team confidence winning without Kamara. Can't wait till we get uh back Carlos and Kamara. So yeah, it would be great. And um yeah, Carlos I think is running at the moment, so we're probably looking after the international break probably a couple of games after that in being back. But yeah, all positive signs for Villa. Um, Lads, great to have you on. Great to have everyone watching as well and commenting such positive moods again. Hopefully, we're back on Sunday night with a reaction show after a Villa victory. Um, We should be back as well with the talking tactics. Um, we We may squeeze in tomorrow for the one uh, after the Palace game, but Rich has been uh, not Rich, um, Gareth has been busy with his actual job, so it's it's has struggled to do that this week, but we will certainly be back next week. Body more bulletins as well when we can, when there's Villa news to round up, so loads of content coming your way. Boys, thank you very much for joining. Uh, Martin, great to have you back on board. Cheers. Only one more thing to say is remember, we all follow the Villa. Come on, boys.